0: this out. Welcome back to the Foundations Podcast. I'm Steve Madden, and we are here talking about salvation through this entire month. Today's title is Two Babes and One Bod. Now, we talk about babes and bod and stuff. You're thinking, man, you think you may have your mind go down a different direction, but no. Today, we're talking about two babes and one bod. Two babies, in other words, and one body. Now, we're, of course, we're going to the most known, I would say, of all scriptures that we all memorize this verse when we're kids and all that. Uh, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he begot, gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we, we all know that verse. We're all familiar with it. We've uh, memorized it. Many of us have. And um, so that, that's uh, that's the, the verse in John 3, 16. But what I want to do today is I want to take a look at John 3 and kind of look in that area to tell the story of Nicodemus. Now, here's the thing. Nicodemus had to come to Jesus at night. Why? Because he was afraid of other people. You know, there are a lot of people that are, I would say, ashamed of even being Christians today in the church and that i mean you know jesus said uh, i believe that uh, he said that you know he who denies me in front of others i will deny before my father in heaven and um but the thing is is that when we are moved by other people's opinions of ourselves and we are afraid of what they are going to think we get ourselves in this position where we begin to compromise our faith now um, there have been many times I have said that we really need to be delivered from the opinion of man I want you to hear that again I'm gonna say it very slowly we need to be delivered from the opinion of man in other words we need to follow God no matter what others think no matter what our family thinks, no matter what our friends or so-called friends, shall we say, uh, may think, or what, no matter what the politicians say, no matter what the government thinks, we need to be following Jesus Christ and uh, in our lives and doing whatever He tells us to do. We shouldn't be ashamed. But you see, the thing is here is that there is parts of our world that there are individuals who are there that are being persecuted for the gospel's sake. And they may have been in, or Nicodemus here may have been in the same type of situation that these people are. They're afraid. They they serve God. They read their Bible. They serve. They tell others about Jesus. They're actually actively going about winning others for Jesus. But it has to be on the down low. And they, uh, because if, if it's, if it's out and open, there's going to be a persecution and that ministry may end. Well, of course, with the death or the martyrdom of that individual in that country, there have been missionaries that have been killed for, uh, there have, um, been many individuals who have, for the sake of Jesus Christ have died. And we really need to understand that, and that we need to be praying for those people over there and out there and wherever they may be, uh, that God would protect them and help continue their ministry. All righty, we're going to start in John 3, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, today for this message. We thank you for this word, Father, from your Bible, Lord. As we are learning those basic tenets of Christian faith, Father, I pray that we would be open, our eyes and ears would be open to hear what you have said for uh, to us and what you're trying to get across to us and, and uh, help us learn. But, Father, we need to know. And this particular study today, Lord, is... It actually goes a little deeper than normal, but we need to understand this in our lives as Christians. And Father, we praise you. We thank you, God. Let this word go out to uh, many around the country and uh, even the world, for that matter, that may stumble upon this podcast and or be pers- subscribed to this podcast, that they would be ministered to through your word. And we give you praise and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now John chapter 3 verse 1 says this, There is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now we're going to stop there right now, and I'm going to take, we're going to take a look at what Jesus was saying. First of all, this whole concept of being born again. And, and he explains it that one must be born of the flesh and of the Spirit. So when he's talking about born of the flesh, we all know that, that, uh, that uh, an, an individual, a human being, can be born and is born through his mother and through the flesh. And there you go. There's, that's the first birth. Now, to one that is born of the Spirit, this indicates that there is a second birth. That happens in the life of an individual, and that's when they come to Christ. So when they give their heart to Jesus and they ask Jesus to come into their heart at that particular time, they are born again. That's why we have been saying and have been bringing out the fact that we we are not born immediately as Christians. When we're born uh, as human beings, we're not born as Christians. We there has to be an encounter. There has to be an actual experience with Jesus Christ, and a decision made for Him if they are going to be saved. Now, this is this is important for us to understand because there's a lot of people out there thinking they're Christians, but have uh, but have never. Uh, never actually made a decision for Christ and never asked him into their lives. Now, when Pastor Paul was with us last week, we were talking about um, about this particular thing that individuals are out there, they don't, they think and they assume that they're born again, but they really are not. And I have, I've, I have, well, my wife and I, Dina and myself, we have been all over The country, we've ministered in different aspects all over, different churches and all that. And when we talked to people, one of the, we were ministering to the youth one time, and I was asking them, can you tell me what happened when you got born again, when you were saved? Well, some of them, they were scratching their heads, and a lot of them could not actually give us the story of why or when they were saved and that really brought it to the forefront of our understanding that there are a lot of people out there that think that they're saved but they cannot give you the 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 experience and frankly that brings me to question whether there is a true decision now of course like anybody out we somebody could be wrong they could have just uh, you know, for God. But you see, the thing is something that, that is that life-changing and that important should be able to be reiterated and told to other people. Yes, you know, I on this particular date, or I was in this service with this preacher, or I was praying at the altar, and this happened. Uh, there are many experiences. I remember a uh, uh, one of the drum players for a uh, 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 rock and roll band said he he actually was on his drums playing when the Holy Spirit convicted him, and he just he asked God to come into his life. He asked the Lord to come into his life, and he right there he had an experience, and he actually would go about and he, that was his testimony. And that's what we're talking about. There, we're talking about a testimony. Now let me ask you something today. What is your testimony? Can you give a testimony? And well, what is a testimony? A so, you know, testimony is a you know discussion, or you telling somebody about what Jesus did in your life to change your life. Now. Another, another thing that, uh, and I want to kind of swing back here to what we're talking about, born of the spirit, born of the flesh here that Jesus was talking about, is that there is actually in the spirit a birthing when you or I accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There is an actual birth in the spirit, and the Bible says that the angels rejoice when somebody is born again. And uh, they they get excited. There's something to actually be happy about in this world where we have so many problems. We have people uh, fighting COVID and people that are passing away, and uh, and having this struggle and that struggle in their lives. It, it, it's good news, and that's why we talk about the gospel. The gospel. The word gospel means good news. So this story and this this testimony of what Jesus did for us by dying on the cross and resurrecting from the dead, that is good news. And a lot of us need that type of good news today. So your testimony should be something good about the good news of how Jesus came into your life and changed it. And that's one thing I want to bring about today. And I want to talk about, uh, Charles Spurgeon, he was a preacher way back when, and uh, and he would he uh, he's very well known. Had revivals, and he preached, and uh, he wrote books. We have all books about his sermons and all that through the uh, the years that uh, that we have. And one thing that Spurgeon was saying is he was using a term called regeneration. And the term regeneration, actually, if you look it up in the, in the dictionary, talks about an actual process and not a point experience. In other words, when you it's like me saying that when you ask Jesus into your heart, that moment, boom, you're saved. Yes, you are saved, but you're not fully changed. And the reason I say that is this, is that... When, you're, when you give your heart to Jesus, there may be some things that have to fall off. You don't all of a sudden become perfect. If that, if that was the case, I think uh, the Lord would probably take us to heaven. We wouldn't need to be around because we're perfect. This is an imperfect world that we live in. And, uh, you know, I know many people and many Christians, many young Christians, many old Christians that struggle with certain things in their life after they've been saved. Some some struggle with their uh, their language. Some struggle with other things that are more, you know, prevalent. Some you know they struggle with smoking. Now, as to say, smoking is sin, but the Bible does say that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. See, and your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and we should and we should treat that body with respect and and take care of that body. But the thing is, is that if we're smoking and we end up dying, we're going to, I don't know that that's, I don't think that that's going to be taking you uh, out of the kingdom of heaven. But the thing is, that smoking's probably going to get you there sooner. And there are people that, sm- that still struggle with alcohol. Christians that struggle with alcohol and different types of thoughts and depression, discouragement, all of these different things, people struggling with that. And you see, the term regeneration means that you must continue in God for Him to work out those things in your life. You may you may cuss cuss worse than a sailor, but when you got saved and you still struggle with that today, but the thing is, as you give it to Jesus, as you allow Him to do His work in you, and as you continue in Him, that means that no, that you have to keep trying to be better there's a there's a phrase that a lot of people like to use today they say do better do better now as a christian we want we need to want to do better we can't just say oh i'm just going to do whatever i want no that's not what that's not what the bible says the bible gives us clear indication of what we should and shouldn't do now, he said, well, there's some gray areas. Oh, absolutely, I'm sure there are gray areas that are kind of questionable, but let me let me tell you this. I would rather err on the side of um, make sure that it's right and make sure that it's good than the other. We have too many Christians that ride the fence. They, they want to see how close they can get to the world without stepping over the line. And those Christians are going to have some trouble. And one thing that we have to understand, and as we continue to go in our teachings, as our podcasts continue, we are going to deal with the subject of sin. What is sin? What is the effect of sin? And how it affects us both now, eternally, both physically and spiritually. Because sin... By its nature, says the God, the Bible says that it separates us from God. So if we continue in sin, we continue to be separated from God. But we uh, we also look at the verse in 1 John one nine that if we confess our sin and believe uh, and um, and if, the, if we confess our sin, that God can cleanse us from that sin and deliver us from that problem, and, you know, and uh, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, I believe the word says. And so 1 John 1, 9 tells us that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all righteousness. So we have to ask forgiveness. That's why we, uh, Paul said that he dies daily. In other words, this is a daily walk. We walk with God. We, I mean, if you stumble, Lord, I screwed up. I messed up. Please forgive me for my sin. I don't want to do this. I want to be better. I want to do better. So if someone is not trying to rid themselves of a particular sin in their life, I question their commitment. Either number one, they just don't care what God says; they're just going to continue to do it, and that's open rebellion. Or else, secondly, they may not understand that they have to get rid of that, and that God expects them to do better, and to and to grow in Him. And that's what the Bible says: by your fruits you will know them, and you you those type of fruits will come out. So if you're if you harbor anger in your heart. It may come out through yelling at people, the way you treat other people, uh, even, of course, your language, that type of thing. And you need to be honest about that. Say, I have an anger issue. God, I need your deliverance. I need your help from this. Help me not be so angry. And there may be some changes you need to make in your life. And that's what I'm saying, is that there has to be an honesty and an openness to God to allow him to just reach into your life and to begin to mold it and shape it and renew it and let that regeneration do its work in you. Let God take the reins. And that's not saying just go ahead and do it anyway. No, try not to do it. But if you stumble, then ask God's forgiveness and continue in that matter, and and continue to do better and to try to do better. Now, those who are born of the Spirit in the and this is one thing that we, that Jesus actually sets in motion here in chapter three of John that there are literally two planes. That's the best word I can use it, that I can use. There's two planes, two parallel dimensions. I mean, we all love the superhero movies, and we hear about all these dimensions and all this type of thing in science fiction and all that. But there are two dimensions that a person lives on. First, there is the flesh—what we see, what we can literally see—and secondly, there is the spiritual. Now, this Jesus is bringing this out because you're born of the flesh; you got the flesh, and then you got the spirit. So, within the "quote-unquote" spirit realm, things are actually going on. One person said. That something must be born or birthed in the spirit before it becomes uh, birthed or seen within the physical. That's happened, yes. That that's good because there there's an understanding of those two different planes, and that in the spirit, as a, as a Christian, as a, we are born in the spirit as a brand new baby in the spirit. Now, what does a baby do? Now, this is one thing I have a lot of trouble with because I hear preachers on TV and evangelists or whatever you call them, making a statement, asking, you know, leading a person, say this prayer with me, Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my life. Now, if you prayed that prayer after two seconds, I mean, they spend maybe five seconds on the prayer. And if you go and find yourself a church, go and, find, and, and start to read your Bible, and then they move on to whatever else. And most likely at that point it would be the, uh, the, um, the pledge or the pleading for money. But at the same time, they take very little time in doing that. Now, if, if, if I was an evangelist leading other people to Jesus and birthing spiritual babies... Now, if, if this happened, and I want to make this comparison. If, if a woman gave birth to a child, a baby brand new, and they took that baby, and this is very sad because some, some, some of these things do happen in the world. And they take the baby and they leave it out in the middle of the field and they get away from it. That's it. Let the baby take care of itself. What would happen to that baby? That baby would die and god forbid i mean that that like i said some of that stuff has happened they put it in dumpsters they put it oh uh horrible things that have happened in our in our world but at the same time if they birth that baby and just let it out there try to fend for itself that baby's not going to know how to take care of itself and baby's not going to be able to find food or what have you to to you know and so the thing is is that when it when we come when it comes down to spiritual babies, that's what we're doing in the church these days. We get uh, with uh, t- say your five second prayer and boom, but you don't give them any guidance. You don't give them any guidance when it comes to finding a church, what Bible to read, how to read that Bible how to grow as a Christian, how to continue. You see, that's why Jesus said, and we've been going over this over the last few weeks, that you make disciples of all nations. Make disciples. And that's called discipleship. Now, on our website, feetontherock.org, there are three points that we bring out from that particular scripture. It says, go, and it says, Make disciple, make disciples of all nations, and uh, what—that's one of the points—is that discipleship. Now there are a lot of churches today that have just said, "Oh, they're more concerned with that one service on Sunday morning, and that's it." Now, back when I was growing up as a Christian and growing as a Christian uh, back in the day, we would have three at least three services a week. <coughs> there would be Sunday morning. Actually, no, there's more than that. You have Sunday school prior to Sunday morning service. Then you have Sunday night service and you have Wednesday night service. And sometimes we'd even have a Bible study on Friday night. I remember as a teenager getting myself into a lot of trouble uh, during those Friday night Bible studies the kids, the youth, we just going out there and we sometimes we got ourselves in trouble anyway, but that, that's digressing. But at the same time, we go back and we, we've, we've settled for the one service a week so that people can just do their bit for God and then go on with their lives. And that's the homage we pay to the Lord. And that's wrong. We need to be making and we got all these young baby Christians coming in getting saved, and they have no idea. So what happens? They try to pull themselves up by the spiritual bootstraps, and what do you see? You see what we have been seeing and what I've been seeing, and God's been dealing with my heart for the last year on social media of Christians that are uh, say, well, I'm a Christian, you know, and I'm following Jesus and all that, but they have some of the worst, foulest language and foulest posts that I have ever seen in my life dirty jokes, F-words, all sorts of stuff like that. And you see that. And, you know, first of all, we talk, and, and, well, why is this happening? It's because we failed as a church to do our job. Now, like I said, there's only two ways that a person could end up in that situation, a Christian. Number one is they just don't care. I'm just going to speak the way, I'm going to talk the way I want to. I'm going to do whatever I want. That is rebellion against God. And at that point, I really do question their relationship with Christ. Secondly, the other option would be that they have not been brought up properly. The Bible says, bring up a child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. We do that when we talk about that for our children, and we want to bring them up and all that. But when we when it comes to our spiritual babies, how do we 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 we'll throw them out into the into the field and and hope that somebody will pick them up and take care of them? I believe that God will hold individuals responsible. One day we will have to have to deal with that and answer the question of why we did that. But here, when we're talking about the spiritual babies, the spiritual baby needs milk, and, they need, and, and we talk about they need to read the Bible, they need the Word of God, which is like a spiritual food, uh, spiritual edification, prayer. They need, uh, they need to pray to God. They need to know how to communicate with God. They need to be nourished spiritually. And the only way that they do that is when they are properly educated and properly brought up as Christians. And and, in a spiritual mind, and then the Bible, we, we talk about how that we feed the spirit. You feed the spirit good things and let good things come in and the word of God and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We we listen to, to things uh, of the Lord. We uh, absorb that. We read our Bible. We understand uh, and interpret that Bible as God as we, properly, hopefully uh, that we're seeing and then we are nourished and we can continue on and we grow in Christ. So That, that, that is, that, that's what it is. Spiritual baby needs to grow. So if you're out there and you say, well, Steve, you know something? I never, I just kind of had to fend on my own, fend for myself. Well, I'll tell you, that is why we are here. That is why we're doing these podcasts. That is why we're reaching out with studies and teaching of the basic, fundamental, foundational teachings uh, for a christian so that if you uh, if you had you weren't you missed it well you can come back and retake the course you know what I'm saying? You can come back and retake that course and let God work that in you so that you and learn and become a student of his word. Not enough, and we're going to bring these out. And as time goes on, you'll uh, we're going to deal with all sorts of subjects, including, and this is what we're going to be coming up this next month, how do I find a church? What does it take for me to find a church? What should I be looking for in a church? What should I be watching out for in a church? Beware of false teachers. We talked about that last week as Pastor Paul brought that out. Beware of false teachers. So you have to be very careful on who. You can't just settle for some old church. Get into a church and find a Bible. Well, what kind of Bible? Well, we're going to talk about that, too. And we're going to talk about how to properly read the Bible and how to properly interpret as we go on um, in in the coming weeks. So if you have a question or if you have a comment, say, Steve, I think you're a fool or whatever you want to tell me, (laughs) Uh, whatever you want to uh, reach out. I want you to send an email, Steve at feed on the rock.org steve at feet now reach out if you have a question if you say well steve i think we really need to deal with this subject send me a send it to me we will read these emails on online or on our podcast we will deal with these subject areas i mean if even if you, you say well i'm i'm being touched i'm being uh ministered to through the through your podcast through the foundations podcast." uh let us know that too. Um help spread the word of the podcast. Now I was just noticing today, today is January 2nd, 2022. Wow. Can you imagine? We're into a new year. And as we're recording this, and I was noticing we are we had three more followers added to the to the following we had and uh, uh, i got analytics that tell us where the people are coming from from texas of course we're in texas and that's where our uh, our general church in our area is but we've also reached out to kansas we've, all, we've also reached out to washington dc we've also reached out for some reason to brussels belgium and two different areas which i am amazed and if uh, if you're listening in brussels belgium today Pass the word of this podcast on. Send the link to somebody else. Because what we want to do is we want to get the word out there. This is not for us. We're not making money off of this. We have no desire to make money off of this. The Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. That's not our, our, our for this podcast, we want to just get the word out and help other people uh, learn about God, become stronger, and grow in him and grow in Jesus. So today, like again, I'll say I'm, I'm gonna say it again. Feetontherock.org. That's our website. Uh, there's also a little uh, form at the bottom of the page. You just scroll down. There's a, a form there. You can just fill out an email, hit the button, and send it right to us, or send us an email at Steve S T E V E at feetontherock.org. And uh, don't forget, next week, uh, within the coming weeks here, uh, in the month of January, we're coming out with different things. How to find a church uh, and um, how to shop a church. I don't know if it shop a church, but anyway. Uh, how to find a church and how and uh, kind of direct you in the fact that once you're saved, what should I do? Once you're saved, or once I'm saved, what should I do? All right. Y'all be blessed. We uh, Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. God bless you, and we will see you next time, or talk to you, uh, or you'll be listening next time. <laughs> okay, God bless. Bye-bye now.